0: So this morning I'd like to talk about love. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And I'd like to uh, begin by talking uh, about the second foundation of mindfulness. You remember that um, in the first uh, talk on Sunday, I mentioned the, uh, the four foundations of mindfulness, which is a foundation text um, in the Pali Canon, the, the early teachings of the Buddha, uh, for this practice of insight. It's, um, it's one of the two texts which give the whole path to awakening. To freedom, to liberation, to uh, non-reactivity, to um, and another way of saying freedom is uh, is love, because the quality of freedom, the quality of awakening, is love. But when we say love, uh, both in English and French, I'm sure. Uh, it's a big word, means a lot of things, right? Um, I love chocolate ice cream. Uh, I love my family. Uh, I love you. I love each one of you. So there's differences there. Not there. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a widening, uh, and uh, and it's and there's some real uh, qualitative difference in how we use the word. So the first foundation of mindfulness is the body, and we've been talking a lot about the body, and focusing our practice on the body. And the second foundation of mindfulness is fee- what what the English word is feelings that we use to talk about this. Uh, And it's a very simple experience. It's not, again, it's not like, uh, and I don't know the subtleties of language in French, but in English, commonly the word feelings is used, uh, I feel sad, I feel happy, but it's a very technical word in Buddhist practice, which points to an experience of pleasant, unpleasant, or neither pleasant or unpleasant and we and we use the word neutral to describe that so so pleasant you know um, could be um, you know they their sensory experiences uh, it could be a taste something something that I like the taste of it could be a quality of the air or the temperature you know like, it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's just a little bit cool, it's not too cool, it's not too hot, it's very pleasant. Um, and then we might find if it gets just a little, little bit colder, then we feel unpleasant, or if we're not dressed warm enough, that's unpleasant and, and, and we don't like it. So, and then of course it's conditioned you know, because what I might find pleasant, you know, that temperature that is just, just feels great for me, somebody might say, oh, that's too cold, you know, somebody who really, maybe somebody from the tropics, you know, or somebody who's, uh, you know, been living in, uh, you know, like my son living living in the Caribbean area for a while and, you know, it feels, gets a little cold, cold. So, um, so it's very conditioned. and these pleasant and unpleasant and neutral experiences are very are impermanent. they come and go. so, um, so uh, you know a very good example of that is um, you know I'm sitting, say I'm sitting, sitting for half an hour as we do in meditation. It can feel you know pleasant or neutral maybe then the body begins to want to move a little bit of achiness in the knee or the back becomes unpleasant so then we stand up and if we keep standing you know and so that feels pleasant to stand up but then if we were to keep standing it would feel unpleasant So, these things are impermanent, they're conditioned by our body, by our experiences, so pleasant, unpleasant, pleasant feelings we tend to go toward, we want them, you know, so we're drawn to them. Unpleasant feelings we want to avoid, we, I mean, this is when we're just in a sort of reactive state, when we're not being mindful. We, we want to avoid them. Um, we want to get away from them, we want to replace them, we want to distract ourselves. So if, if we have unpleasant emotions, such as sadness or loneliness, you know, we tend to want to avoid them, distract ourselves, rather than just be with them, let them be as they are, receive them. And uh, in neutral feelings, we tend to ignore. We don't notice them, you know, like the color of the wall. Kind of neutral, we don't really notice it. So, so how does this, uh, how does this relate to, how does this relate to love? So there are different kinds of experiences that, that we use the word love for, you know, uh, as I said, you know, I, I, I love chocolate, you know, I love fresh salads, you know, and those are sensual experiences. Um, so you know, and there's nothing wrong with enjoying pleasant sensual experiences. Mm. So we we see somebody who is very attractive to us, and we're drawn to that person. We're <coughs> attracted to that person, and that's a kind of love. We can use the word love, you know. Uh, see, a, you know, a beautiful uh, young woman, you know. A beautiful, a, 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 a beautiful man. You know, there's something that's that I'm drawn to. I see, I can see somebody who just looks very interesting, uh, very uh, kind of contemplative or deep quality about him. Very present. I'm drawn to him. I find him beautiful. You know. Um, so there's something sensual about that. Um, maybe with those other qualities, it's 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 more complex. It's more uh, you know emotional as well. So so we um, we're often drawn to in, into relationships because of uh, sensual attraction. And um, and there's there's nothing wrong with that you know uh, we enjoy those sensory experiences but they don't last you know they don't fulfill us they don't keep us Uh, if we keep trying to build a relationship on uh, pleasant sensory experiences it doesn't have much foundation does it because these come and go you know I might you know a person might um, not look so good one day, uh, or um, you know, sometimes after, uh, if if the if a relationship is built around a lot around sensory attraction, you know, as as aging happens, you know, or after, you know, after a kid comes into the picture and the body changes, and you know, if there's too much. Uh, Kind of focus on the sensory experience the pleasant sensory experience there's not much foundation there so another another uh, you know kind of love and 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 I want to emphasize that these are really kind of woven through together you know it's not like it's just one or just another they're all woven through but they're it's helpful to to kind of look at them separately and 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 come to understand how our relationships are uh, you know found what where the foundation is so we can we can develop our relationships the second a second kind of love is emotional love and um, and it's uh... you know we may we may experience a kind of um, uh, affinity towards somebody you know, that um, just there's a, well, chemistry, there's a chemistry you know, that happens and it's not necessarily uh, just about sensory experience of, um, you know, I find you beautiful, I I find you attractive it's something about what happens between us that you know either there's a lot of you know we have a lot of fun together or we we have the same interests um, or um, just uh, you know the way that we think is similar um, or maybe not similar maybe you know we're complementary. Maybe, you know, somebody is very uh, outgoing and the other person is very receptive and uh, and there's just a, you know, and we're comfortable in that balance and so, you know, we feel good together. Um, but again, you know, and that's great and we can enjoy that, but again, it's not always like that, right? So somebody who's, you know I enjoy being around them perhaps uh, because they're funny, they're joyful but then something happens and, and they are you know, uh, they go into a depression or grief or um, or they discover that all of this uh, kind of you know joking and you know upbeat behavior that you know, maybe they, they discover it feels kind of driven and they, they don't want to be that way anymore all the time. You know, it, it, sometimes it happens that because of, of, uh, of our conditioning, you know, people who grew up in, in homes where there was addiction, you know, and then they come to understand that some of their behavior is, is very conditioned by that, by that upbringing, and then they get in touch with other parts of themselves. That's just one example, uh, and then they change, and and maybe they find that people who enjoyed being around them or were their friends, you know, it's not working so well anymore because they've changed. They're they're going to a deeper place. They're, maybe they're not so funny anymore all the time, you know. So, uh, so um, and and it's happened. I'm sure you've heard of it. Maybe you've experienced it. That you change, and the people who were your friends, you know, don't like being around you so much anymore. Maybe you don't like to go out and you know party so much, and that it actually happens a lot with um, people who begin meditation practice you know that that they, they behavior changes and then the people who you know I say you know what's wrong with you you're, you just what's you're not so much fun anymore you know you used to you used to be lots of fun and you know what's wrong with you now uh, and so and and so relationships change you know so so when there is that that when a relationship is based on just the, you know, the good feeling. Uh, uh, I feel good around you, you know. That's another kind of pleasant, the, the conditioned pleasant feeling. And, um, and now, you know, I don't feel that. And so, uh, so it's, it's kind of drifting apart. The relationship drifts apart. So maybe you've, you, you've had that experience or, um, or you know about people who have had the experience. And so, so the, the love, the sense of love, that what we called love is not there so much. And so, uh, so then the third kind of love um, is um, what, we, what we are calling metta. And um, and so uh, this meta is an unconditional love, and um, and it's it's not about what you're manifesting um, it, in this moment. It's it's actually a love that um, uh, that comes. Uh, very naturally, from as we as we lose this illusion of you know subject, object, you know, where I'm the subject, and you know I see you as the object, you know, or you're the subject, and you see me as the object. you know, so but we're all subjects, aren't we? you know and and we're all seeing the other. As the object, and and then when we realize that that no, it's there's a shared subjectivity, <laughs> there's this shared awareness, there's this shared sense of knowing that uh, unifies us, and that you know we're all this life manifesting in different forms, and this love is. This love is a natural uh, emanation of that, uh, and it—it's like a—it's com- been compared to like a flower. A flower is fragrant. A rose emits its fragrance, and it doesn't choose who it emits the fragrance for. It's—it just that's the quality of its being, and. Um, and a um, uh, the rain, you know, in in, uh, in the um, one of the gospels, uh, Jesus says to his disciples, you know, let your love, you know, love one another. And he said, like God uh, reigns on the just and the unjust. So, you know, the rain falling on everyone alike, so that, or the sun shining on all of life. So that's the quality of that, of that love. And in the Metta Sutta, you know, it says, um, uh, it, it lists all kinds of people, um, you know, and it says, may all these beings be well, you know, the rich and the poor, the the great and the and the and the small, the, um, uh, the men and women and children, all beings uh, may all be well. So there's this this kindness, this kindheartedness, which is extended to all. And in our in our relationships, you know, as we come to uh, to to understand people. You know, and 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 if our relationships, if we really uh, open our hearts, and we're patient, and we're committed in our relationships, we um, we can we can um, work through our our prejudices, our our judgments, our biases. You know, uh, you shouldn't be feeling that way. Uh, you know you should want to do this or that with me and and then and then if we listen, if we listen in our relationships and we come to understand, well why is the person this way or that way? You know, why is the person you know not wanting to do this or or wanting to do that? And we can, you know, so this increases our capacity to receive this person as they are. So, so we, you know, we move, you know, through these different kinds of connection from, you know, the sensual love, the the uh, the emotional love in which you know we, there's a feeling good together, and more and more through understanding, through listening, through receiving, as we do to ourselves, as we do in our own. Uh, meditation practice and in our own, you know, uh, just turning our attention inward and, and receiving ourselves, we, we begin to understand this being, you know this, this being with all our fears, all our wants, all our um, our reactivity and, um, and we receive this person. You know, and become more and more intimate with our own being, and and as we develop the capacity to do that, we develop the capacity to more and more receive the others. So. Um, So we talked a lot on Sunday about the capacity to not turn away from that which is unpleasant or painful. You know, to be in our meditation with perhaps an unpleasant sensation in the body, you know, if it's not if it's not too extreme, if it doesn't feel like, you know, we're we're injuring the body by not moving. So we just uh, we just explore, oh, that's an unpleasant sensation. And and we, we can be with perhaps a, an unpleasant emotion, feeling sadness. So instead of turning away, instead of, you know, when we're not sitting in meditation, uh, you know, we feel an unpleasant emotion, perhaps, a, you know, a sadness or an anger and and habitually, we, we want to distract ourselves from it, or or we want to um, you know, feel something pleasant. And so, um, so to be become aware in our daily life of uh, when are we. Caught up in trying to get a pleasant experience, you know. So, um, so it's very simple. It can be very simple. Um, uh, just when we are, you know, uh, when we're eating our breakfast or our lunch, you know, and 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 we're making judgments about it, you know. I want it more this or more that, it's not hot enough, it's not cold enough, it's not salty enough, it's not spicy enough, you know, so, okay, you know, so we can put a little more salt in our food, That's not, there's nothing wrong with that, but, but there's something in just opening to, you know, oh, so what is this taste? What is this taste? Instead of wanting to always change something to make it accord with our preferences, yeah. uh, there's a there's a something uh, a poem called "The Song of Meditation," and it begins with uh, a line that's often quoted: "The great way that the great way is this 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 path to." To liberation, to freedom, to uh, a heart of great love. You know, the great way is not difficult for those who are not attached to their preferences. So, uh, so this is a really uh, profound practice that we that we bring that we can bring into each moment of our lives, to notice our preferences. You know, okay, so I prefer that um, my food be more salty. I prefer that, you know, my friend um, uh, be in a good mood. But if my friend is not in a good mood, if my friend maybe seems withdrawn, Uh, instead of feeling disappointed or turned off, can I open to my friend and say, you know, how are you today? How's it going? And, And really be there to listen. Really uh, the essence of compassion as I understand it is this capacity to not turn away not turn away from ourselves when we are experiencing unpleasant feelings unpleasant emotions and not turn away from the other when what they are um, Manifesting is unpleasant, or, or difficult, or uh, painful to be with. To open the heart, to, to try to understand When my um, when my first son was born, it was uh, a revelation to me how much I could love this little being. How much my heart just opened, and um, and I, you know, I realized that I could die. I could die to save this this little person you know that that the love I felt for him was greater than the love or the you know the the attachment I had to my own life it it was it was uh, it was revelatory um, and uh, and the capacity to to be with um, my children as they as they went through many difficult stages in their in their growing up, uh, difficult for them and most importantly difficult for me. <laughs> uh, and I and as I deepened in my own spiritual understanding you know, as I was journeying along my path, I realized that um, that my relationships with my children were a doorway for me. They were a doorway into um, this kind of love, <coughs> which was unconditional. Because it was clear to me, it became clear, you know, um, The extent to which my love for them was about me, about my agenda, about my needs, and when my love for them was receiving them as who they were, who they are, you know, completely, openly, um, without trying to, you know, make them conform to, you know, what I wanted. Uh, You know, not that I didn't. You know, of course, children need to be protected and they need to be guided. But more and more, as they they emerge, you know, and they emerge very quickly into being their own person. And I think all our love relationships, our doorways, can be doorways into this greater love, because uh, we learn to receive the person. Uh, we learn to receive our our friends, our lovers, our spouses, our parents. You know, our parents are... uh, You know, we... we go through this evolution in relation with our parents, which is... in which we... um, sometimes we define ourselves in in contrast to our parents part of our individuation. But then, you know, we may come to realize uh, how much our parents gave for us. Oh, There's a beautiful poem. Um, let see if I have it. Uh, by Robert Hayden, um, an American poet. Those Winter Sundays Sundays, too, my father got up early And put his clothes on in the blue-black blue, cold Then with cracked hands that ached from labor in the weekday weather made banked fires blaze no one ever thanked him I'd wake and hear the cold splintering breaking when the rooms were warm he'd call and slowly I would rise and dress fearing the chronic angers of that house speaking indifferently to him who had driven out the cold and polished my good shoes as well. What did I know? What did I know of love's austere and lonely offices? So when we, when we grow up, we, we come to understand how in very, perhaps, quiet ways, ordinary ways, our parents gave so much to us. So today, perhaps um, you could bring an awareness to uh, those different kinds of uh, experiences, you know, in our in our relationships with people, you know, um, just the attraction, the uh just that that very uh, simple way that we can be attracted to people through our senses you know or the kind of emotional enjoyment that we have and how we want that and then and then what if it 's not there? how do we feel you know in our in our relationships that you know perhaps are more uh, um, You know peripheral, uh, you know in the office and in and most especially in our relationships which are core to our lives, our you know our our significant others, our our friends, our our partners. And can we and can we open, can we bring that presence of, of kindness uh, that, as I spoke about on, um, on Monday evening or Monday morning, um, just that, that wanting uh, or, or that wishing well to others, that, that recognition that, like me, this person wants to be happy. This person wants to experience well-being. This person wants to uh, be at peace and feel a sense of connection in their lives. Yeah. And and just that that simplicity of recognizing that and wishing them well. And it can it can shift so much. It can be very profound. It it sounds so simple, and yet it brings us into a deep connection. I'd like to end my uh, little talk with a a poem by Hafiz um, who is a uh, poet from uh, 14th century Persia. Uh, Admit something everyone you see you say to them love me of course you do not do this out loud otherwise someone would call the cops why not become the one who, be, who lives with a full moon in each eye that is always saying with that sweet moon language what every other ear in this world is dying to hear. I'm going to read that one more time. Admit something. Everyone you see, you say to them, love me. Of course, you do not do this out loud, otherwise someone would call the cops. Why not become the one who lives with a full moon in each eye that is always saying with that sweet moon language what every other ear in this world is dying to hear? so um so I'd like to take some time to reflect with you on on uh, your responses to to open the space to uh, you know what's what came up for you as uh, as I was reflecting on that whether it's a question or um, you know some problem with it or or a you know, an experience that came to your mind or a comment. Uh, en français, en anglais. Um, peut-être uh, si uh, uh, je comprends tous les, uh, tous les nuances, uh, on peut uh, aider moi avec les uh, compréhensions. Uh, the the sense of the poem, yes. the last one I read. Yeah. Um, uh, so just to explain it a little bit, yes. is that what you're saying? Yeah. So um, so it's 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 really saying that you know there's a deep longing in each one of us to be loved. That and then as we are as we are moving around in our day you know, even just, you know, when we're checking out our groceries, you know, we're wanting a sense of connection. You know, and especially with those people who are our friends, who are our, uh, you know, in our closer circle. And, and so, so, it, so Hafiz is saying, you know, we, we, don't, we don't express this you know, in a very direct way, we don't say this out loud Love me, love me, love me, but, um, but we feel it. And he's saying, why don't you become the one who expresses that love to others? And we find, when we do that, that, that actually that is a deep fulfillment. You know, And it comes, uh, I'm, I'm expanding on what Hefi said now. You know it actually comes from a sense of loving ourselves, and then we can expand that and and we know when we're in the presence of a loving person, don't we? I mean, you know there's just something that we feel our defenses go down, we feel I don't need to prove anything, you know it's uh I don't need to. I don't need to, you know, be the, the first in the class, <laughs> you know, the best. I can just be myself and, and that's fine, you know. And that person, there's something about being in a presence of somebody who, to, who you know, what Hafiz says, lives with a full moon in each eye, you know. So the full moon, the full moon reflects the sun, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the full moon is is the fullness of the reflection of the sun, and it's often used in 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 spiritual language that that uh, that we reflect, you know, the sun of, you know, the truth of, you know, the ultimate truth, and so that full moon shining back reflecting in each eye is is reflecting back the love that you know we're seeking and that we have so um so that sweet moon language so that sweet language which every other ear is so deeply wanting to hear you know, um, not saying it perhaps in words but also you know, do we say to our to our friends to our our close the, cl- the people who are close to us do we do we actually tell them you know how much we care for them do we say i love you do they say do we say you know your friendship just means so much to me i really I'm so glad you're my friend do we say it enough? So even saying it out loud.
1: I think with the moon eyes, it's also the, the only the smile can be. That's what I understand from your Yeah. And uh, when I was in uh, India for a long time, a few months, and then that the people that you smile to them, they will respond to you. And over here, sometimes the people you smile to them, they, they look at me like, what, what do they want? What, why does he smile to me? What does he want from me? <laughs> and uh, I know I have, I have a restaurant, another restaurant, not anymore, mm-hmm. I have a store, and sometimes people come into the store and I say, hello. And people doesn't reply doesn't say it, but just or they say hello, and they go. And sometimes I'm shocked about it, and I when I go like I go to India and I come back here, and I'm walking on the street and I'm shocked because and even sometimes we can be here with a group and we're talking about metal and love and everything. Everybody stand up, going away like they're going the Mitchell, they're going like.
0: yeah it's it's a kind of um a habituation that uh you know we don't want to get entangled, you know or you know one thing I find and it's um I often smile at people on the street uh, and I find um that women uh especially women with children, you know. A uh, much more likely, and I, uh, you know, and sometimes when I smile at a man, you know, it's it's unclear. There's this kind of, you know, okay, what's going on here? She, you know, she's smiling at me because she's coming on to me, and you know? so, a, and I think men to men, it's harder. So I think it's part of our the gender conditioning in our society as well, and it is. It's it's kind of sad. You know that um, that people can't just, you know, in a way that there's this suspicion, this guardedness. You know, the media also, I think, increases this. You know, like it's dangerous out there. You know, when I when I was a kid, I I don't think, you know, when I was young, I don't think it was so much like this. And also in other cultures, as you say, I think it's. I think in some cultures, it's maybe even more than it is, you know, there's even more,
1: uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> kind of uh, guarded. But uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, uh, on retreat, and this is a kind of retreat, there's um, uh, is, is something, can be something different going on, because if we're in silence, you know, we come in in silence, and so we're just, Keeping our own space and respecting the space of others, but um, but it is a, it is actually this is a beautiful opportunity to cultivate a sense of practice community, and uh, you know that we can get to know each other because you know it's not that easy to be on this path in this society. You know it's very countercultural. Because uh, this is, a, you know, in this society, uh, you know, that we talk about ourselves, you know, you hear talk about, well, what, it, what, is, our, what is our role? We're consumers, you know. The, this is the consumer. It's all about, you know, members of society being consumers. And, you know, and this, this journey, this path, leads us to understand that it we don't find happiness and peace and fulfillment in our lives through consuming you know but but our our uh, all the all the media all the advertising tries to convince us that yes it's it's that new car you know it's that new hairdo it's if you just you know get your hair the right color or uh or, you know, get that gray out, or uh, your skin, or your, you know, whatever, you know, the right clothes, that you're gonna feel, you know, that will do it for you. You'll feel good in yourself. And and so, you know, as we begin to understand that there's a deeper, there's a deeper um, presence, a deeper attention, attending, you know, it's important that we we cultivate these Dharma friendships, uh, it's important that we find ourselves in community, that's you know, the sangha. Sangha is a, is a word in Pali and Sanskrit, it means the community of people who are committed to this path and it's one of the three jewels, Buddha the Buddha, the Awakened um, being, the, the, the teaching, the dharma, the way to awakening, the way to freedom, and the sangha, the companions. You know, so uh, it is really something precious. Yeah. Any, other, any other thoughts, responses? So it's it's you know it's uh, what 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 I'm inviting you to take with you into your day today is is uh, perhaps it's not you know it's a, not a very uh, precise thing it's a kind of an awareness it's a kind of a a, a lens or a looking at our attitude at our mind you know uh, am I leaning toward you know wanting pleasant experience you know what's driving me you know am i am i turning away from unpleasant experience and that's okay we don't need to subject ourselves to painful experiences but just to be aware of it so that we know because it's important to know how these pleasant and unpleasant uh, moving toward pleasant moving away from unpleasant how it's driving us because you know it's driving us a lot of the time a lot of the time and and then in our relationships um you know becoming aware of you know so is there you know is there you know where's the sensual attraction where's the emotional you know kind of pleasantness and and then what's What's deeper, you know, is there this, this direction toward understanding, acceptance, openness, listening, you know, just uh, receiving that person in this boundless love, which is who we truly are. And of course, we know that boundless love when we receive ourselves within it. So I wish you uh, a beautiful day and uh, see you back here tonight. Thank you you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit
1: dharmaseed.org slash donate.